Welcome to this episode of Chamber Chat. I'm Tom Studer. Chamber Chat brought to you as a service of the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce. Joining us in studio today, Drew Camp, President and CEO of the Chamber. And, uh, well, it's that time of year, and there's changes going on right now at the Chamber, Drew. Oh, most definitely. Not only do we have uh, some changeover with the board leadership and Dave Zimmerman taking over the role of board chair from Evan Summy, but we also have three new board members with uh, John Drescher with American Family, Dr. Hazing with uh, Lewis Central Community School District, and Kelly O'Brien with Union Pacific. So we're excited to get started with the new year with the new leadership on the board. And what kind of comments have you heard from the folks that are coming in? I'm sure everyone's very excited. They are, and they bring some dynamism and some different perspectives um, that I think are really important to the board as well. Um, not only having, you know, the other school district with Vicki, excuse me, Dr. Marillo already on the board and on the executive committee, it's really important to have that um, diversity with Lewis Central in addition to having Dr. Kinney as well with Iowa Western. That gives us a lot of good perspective on education. Uh, but Kelly O'Brien, we had long had UP on the board, whether it was Brenda Mainwaring or Donna Cush. So getting Kelly O'Brien back on is a big thing. And then plus, we needed some insurance representation after Judd Knispel and some other folks leaving. So getting John Drescher, who's so involved with the chamber on, is a, a really nice piece as well. What I really like about this organization, and I think it's fairly standard for chambers across the country, is that everyone understands that it, it's in flux and it's constantly, you bring in new leadership and uh, it's, it's not as if one person doing better than the other. It's just you need to have fresh ideas all the time. Oh, most definitely. And one, that's something we're very cognizant of is, you know, bringing on people not only onto the executive committee, but onto the board. We try to make sure that we keep the gender balance as well for that perspective, as well for that um, diversity of thought too, because that's really important to us. So we're just really excited to this year's leadership and some of the new programs and offerings that we're going to have for our members. We said goodbye to some uh, previous board members on the last episode. So we want to encourage you, if you have not listened to the December episode of Chamber Chat. Go back and listen, and uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, get a lot of great information there as well. Dave Zimmerman, incoming Chamber Chair, Market President at Avala Bank, is uh, joining us today in studio. Well, congratulations first, Dave. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. What's uh, your thoughts as you come into this position? What, what kind of things are going through your mind? Well, I think you know 2023 is going to continue to be an exciting year. We think back to a couple of years ago, uh, COVID ravaged the entire country and, and the chamber too. We had to do some serious pivots and how can the chamber be effective in the community? How can they be effective with the membership base? And as we pivoted to try to get information and resources out to everybody, not only chamber members, we really changed strategies. Now coming out of that, how do we need to do things moving forward uh, is really what we're going to focus on in 2023. So I, I think about priorities uh, and the priorities that I think we have is to just really increase cooperation within the city. There's a lot of organizations that do a lot of great things. How can we make sure that we're working together for the benefit and betterment of Council Bluffs? And then, you know, membership growth really is key. As, you know, as we've distributed resources out to, to everybody in the community, uh, especially during that COVID time, uh, I think they got to peek in to see what is the benefit to be a member of the Chamber of Commerce. And having experienced that and not being a member, it's time to reach out to those folks and say, you know, we can help you grow, be successful, maybe find efficiencies and ways to, to even operate your own business a little better or, or be more connected through resources that, that we have. So increasing that visibility, I think, will help a lot as well. 
what impressed me about this community and this area is during COVID, we were still seeing new members coming into the chamber. Business, the business community was still growing and finding ways to work with what was happening all around us. And I think that is a very strong testament to where we live. It really is. And, you know, top of mind right now, we just got done with the national championship game, right? It was Max Duggan and, and that, I mean, tremendous member of our community, Lewis Central, all of that exposure has been great. But, you know, the kind of the buildup and, and some of the interviews that they did when they talked about Council Bluffs, I thought was very true to our community. Uh, so when they talked about us being a community that, you know, kind of a railroad community, you know, we're going to get through hard times. That was very true. And, and I'm glad that they brought that out and, and that, that the Duggins brought that out in the interview. And I didn't speak to them, obviously, before, before having this this morning, but so well done and so representative. And it, it really showed through, through the COVID times. It's showing through now. We come together and we will work very hard and, and not easily get knocked down, but, but find ways to persevere. Have you had an opportunity to sort of set some goals for yourself in this new position? Yeah, I, I really think um, cooperation, teamwork uh, is a great thing. Not within the chamber. I think that exists in the chamber and within the board. But it's how can we be a good team member for the other agencies in town? How can we work with them, find ways to, to create efficiencies, find ways to collaborate to help our community grow? How can we bring new businesses in? How can we tell the story of our community to allow for not just new business growth, but, but even increase the level of understanding with the employees so that, that they can tell the story? I had a phone call the other day, somebody looking to move to our community. Uh, they're, they're living uh, in Lincoln right now, and they're choosing between Boise, Idaho, and Council Bluffs. And they asked me, well, what's, what's better about Council Bluffs than Boise? And, and I wasn't really prepared for that question to come through. But talking about it for just a couple of minutes, boy, it, it was a 10-minute a, a conversation of all the benefits of, of Council Bluffs, you know, from the rolling hills to tax advantages and, and for retirees, tax policies that are coming in, I think are very advantageous. Uh, not to mention the close-knit community that's close to a large metro area. So we went through several things and very hopeful that, you know, it's, it's a victory of maybe getting two more folks uh, in town. But, you know, if we get used to talking about our benefits, it's just going to help uh, our community grow and whole. I think that this particular area of the country and, and all around southwest Iowa, I first moved to southwest Iowa in 1997 and, and first moved to uh, Council Bluffs in 2000. And what impressed me more than anything was a sense of community and also a welcomeness of folks that were coming in from the outside. It wasn't closed off. It wasn't as if, okay, we're here and we don't want outsiders here. It's not that at all. And I think that in itself is, can be very inviting for folks coming in from, like you said, someplace else. I agree. And, and we've all experienced communities that have been that way, right? Kind of closed off. If sure, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. here, it's very obvious. And, and that... That's never been Council Bluffs. I was born and raised here in town and met many people uh, through business or, or what have you that, that have moved to the area uh, or if we, if we, as we have expanded, you know, the sports complex. A lot of folks have come and moved through the community and you constantly hear just watching games and hearing, you know, parents talk. 
wow, I had no idea Council Bluffs was this vibrant, you know. And it is a welcoming place. It's kind of built that way, uh, and I think the, the community is, is used to being that way. I think there's, well, there's still a little bit of a leftover kind of thing that people have a wrong opinion about what's going on over here. But come, visit, take a look around, see what's happening down to the 100 block, see what's going on down out at River's Edge, see the revitalization that's happening with some of the historical buildings that is happening, going on right now. And well, there's uh, some new office spaces and apartments about to open up downtown. All of these different things that are happening right here just make it better and better. And I, th- I think growth, uh, real uh, growth, is just around the corner. And we're going to start seeing things, a lot of things expand. I agree. I agree. And one thing that, that Drew has really brought to the table and brought to, to the chamber, and I think our community in whole, he's very plugged into how government works in the state and how that interconnected piece with government from Des Moines and how it works in Council Bluffs. So he's been educating, I think, a lot of folks in that area. I think we're going to benefit from it. And I think making those relationships uh, is just going to continue uh, to help local businesses. But but then the chamber continue to plug in and, and have a voice uh, as it gets to Des Moines. A lot of programs uh, coming up uh, and a lot of things uh, planned for 2023. Should we talk about some of them? Yeah, sure. So one of the exciting things we're um, rolling out this year is right along what Dave was just talking about on the advocacy front is the Southwest Iowa Advocacy and uh, Collaborative. And what that really is, is it's trying to bring together not only Pottawatomie County Council Bluffs, but some of the surrounding areas, even reaching out into, you know, Mills with Glenwood Chamber and Mills County Economic Development and Harrison with Harrison County Economic Development and Harrison County, uh, excuse me, uh, Missouri Valley Chamber. Um, Just really working with some folks around us to bring some things to bear on the advocacy front. We had an event Iowa West hosted uh, last night. It was with nonprofit leaders. And one of the biggest things that came out of it was the term advocacy, as so many of them need to um, understand, especially like what Dave said, is coalescing around a purpose and a cause or a project and pushing that um, to Des Moines. You look at all these funding opportunities that have been made available with, with ARPA funds out of the governor's office. So just really being strategic in that regard. And I think the chamber's in an excellent position to lead that um, just with our advocacy efforts. But that's really a focus of the Southwest Iowa Advocacy Cooperative is bringing leaders together from the public, private, and nonprofit community here to really push forward Southwest Iowa's uh, goals and objectives, not only on the advocacy front, but on the growth and development front as well. Uh, also, the Leaders of Integrity program, we're really excited about this. That's something that's been one of the highest rated programs we've offered since we started our workforce program with the help of the Iowa West Foundation, the city and county, and our sponsors. But we're really excited. We started out with you know one or two sessions, and then now we got to three last year. Now we're going to five um, this year because we continue to hear and see things that communication is an important piece and how do we lift up other leaders around us is an important piece. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, all of those are important. Those are now embedded in this Leaders of Integrity program that we're doing with the uh, Business Ethics Alliance. You're going to actually see a certificate given to those folks. It's really helping with the brain drain and also just lifting up and upskilling existing talent because retention is so important, obviously, right now with under 3% unemployment. So we're really excited about that program. So keep your eye out uh, for those programs throughout the year. I want to uh, stop yeah. you for just a second because that there's it's so important that, that the chamber is uh, taking a leadership role and is involved with uh, not only identifying leaders, but also bringing them along and uh, making it so folks that maybe didn't even realize that they had some of these skills, it, it comes to the top. 
And, and this is a place for that to happen. Almost oh, definitely. And what's super exciting is Lori does such a great job in our alumni association and all the alums with the Leadership Council Bluffs program. And that's so important, but that's one time a year for a select group of people. These are things that are open to a lot more uh, than just those people going through that class. And the beautiful part of it too is, is we also have the Executive Women's Partnership to target female leaders in the community. If you're not fitting uh, or qualified for that, you can be part of Women Inspiring Women, or you can take part in these um, Leaders of Integrity programs and training sessions. So it's so important that we continue to push leadership and professional development, because that's going to be really important for retention, which is one of our top metrics for our workforce program. Yeah, that's keeping people here that are, are going to make life better all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Also, a uh, lot of events coming up, uh, and and this is what I, I I enjoy so much with working with you, Drew. Is you are so in tune <laughs> with what's going on in Des Moines and at, at the State House, and uh, there's uh, we've got uh, education, we've got healthcare, and a lot of things going on over there that uh, for the average folks, we're not even aware that these things are happening, but they have such a direct influence over our day to day lives. Almost definitely. When you look at kind of the three big issues that are coming out of Des Moines for governor, the governor priority one A, B, and C is school voucher school choice. So education right there, obviously super important. They'll probably try to do that early on in the session. Then you add state aid on top of that with some of the constraints that the school districts are facing. And then you look at healthcare, tort reform is going to be a big thing that they're going to look at for some of these non-economic damages. That's a big tool for our hospitals and our healthcare providers to recruit and retain talented staff who otherwise might stay in Nebraska because of the liability issues with the torts uh, here in Iowa versus over in Nebraska. Um, so that right there just speaks to the importance of those. And that's why we want to roll out a few new events this year uh, with some of the support of some new sponsors. And that's the state of education and the state of healthcare. Those are two hugely important professions, two of our primary employment segments here in the community. And we really need to give them a chance to speak because especially coming out of COVID, there's a lot of new opportunities and challenges for them that we all need to know about. Let's uh, talk about the DE&I program. There's, I, th- I think a, a lot of folks have already heard about it, but not everyone. I don't, I don't think everyone is even aware that this exists. Yeah, so we really have tried to implement that. When I came on um, as the CEO a couple of years ago, I think there was really th- four things that I fo- focused on. Workforce was number one, the BRE, the business retention expansion with existing industry policy, and then uh, DEI was really kind of a uh, one that was up there as well because it's so important, and you're seeing so many different organizations and chambers taking the lead in it. So we've tried to meet the community where they're at. We kind of had to do an assessment internally, and then we tried to put stuff out there. We saw how they were received, and then we've adapted. And thankfully, Todd actually helped us do some uh, videos that are now out with uh, from MC um, Squared that um, with um, Chantal and Marty talking about DEI and really meeting people where they're at to give them an introductory level understanding, so they can hopefully continue on with their journey and understanding of what it means to be inclusive, diverse, and equitable. I think the uh, word that you use there was introductory, and I think that that's important. This is just a starting point. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Also, uh, well, uh, Dave, you'd already talked about it as well with uh, membership and making sure that businesses are aware of everything that's going on in the chamber and the importance of being part of that. And that's what the membership drive is about. Yeah, I'll take that one. The, the membership drive, you know, with as many businesses in town that we have, uh, only a fraction really know the services offered and the benefit to be involved in that chamber. So you saw it, like I mentioned earlier, on full display during COVID, there was so much available as far as just information coming at you, it, it, drinking from a fire hose, right? Um, Drew and his team, they were able to to segment that out into manageable pieces and communicate. First, you do this. Second, you do this. Third, you do this. And really helped in the flow. The number of folks that benefited directly from the chamber 
regardless of membership, saved businesses in town. And, and I believe, and, and no one can change my mind, that without that, it would have been a lot worse in Council Bluffs. So, so coming together and putting those resources available were, were tremendous. And that's just one sliver of, of what the chamber has done and can do for, for any employer uh, in the community. So we're going to really try to tell that story, let people know, hey, there are a multitude of programs. We think we can help you. Uh, jump in, get involved, and then you can reap the benefits. Uh, so that'll be a big focus all of 23. As the, as the membership grows, the impact in the community that we can have also grows. Uh, so uh, there'll be a lot of focus uh, and a lot of resources put into to just that. You said something there, Dave, that I think is important. Uh, the jump in part and then the get involved part. We've said it many times on this program. Your, chambership, uh, your chamber membership is your ticket to the ball, but you still have to go. Yeah. And there are so many events and so many networking opportunities and uh, so many programs that you can take advantage of. I personally, as a business owner, do not know of a better return on investment uh, for just the tiny little bit that I pay for my chamber membership. It, it's very small. So to me, it is invaluable that I'm a member of the chamber. Yeah. You think about a cost of a couple of meals a year. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll pay for your membership. It, it's really, it's not an expensive thing uh, to do, but the benefit that, that you can have, well, the return on investment, as you say, is, is probably not easily trackable because it, it's, it's so large. And it's not always dollars, right? It's return on, on personal growth and, and growth within your employees. My favorite program is the Leadership Council Bluffs program. If, you know, as we have young people that we want to keep in the community, that is an area, if you're, if you're an outsider or if you're homegrown and you're born and raised here, you're going to learn a lot about what occurs in the community and how it works as a whole. I think we've always done a good job of that. Uh, having gone through it uh, years ago, they've continued to expand and push the, the limits to where, what access can they have to, to see you know, back-end exposures. And the community partners have been great. You know, the police department, fire department, the hospitals, uh, the colleges, they, they've been great at getting inside views. And I think it, it helps people understand, oh, the community doesn't just work. You know, it takes work to make it work. And here's how it does. But then those leaders can see, oh, there's opportunities. Look how the interconnectedness of this is. And I have opportunities to grow and expand. And some of them might be working for ABC company and another person's working over here. So, you know what? I like that skill set. It, it, you know, let's move them over here. Uh, so I don't think we're stealing employees necessarily, but I think it gives opportunity for people to show what their leadership skills are. And it lets that, that younger, not always younger person, but a lot of times it's a younger individual that, that's showing that skill set, opportunity to feel important and grow in the organization, and then pass that torch on to the next group uh, the following year. So again, it's one of my favorite programs. I think it, it tells the story of Council Bluffs and, and all the, the inner workings. Well, and you're going to be now working within the board, creating some different committees and getting people in place there. We had a, a podcast in here, uh, a different program uh, recently that was talking about what she saw, anyone who was successful inside of her industry, and it was a real estate industry, but she said anybody that was truly successful were volunteering and being a part of growth committees and things like that, that they weren't getting paid for. She said that she saw it was, it was very consistent that people who were willing to do that had the same type of mindset that was going to grow their business. Sure. 
Absolutely. Well, and if you get involved, you naturally get to meet more people. But anytime you're able to make your community better, you get involved, you just feel better, right? So I think you feel better about the community. You've, you've done a small part into helping that agency organization be a little better too. Uh, and, and you have that commitment. You're going to have that same commitment to your own business. You're going to learn a little bit maybe that you can apply to your own business uh, and, and you will be successful. Yeah, that happens with me frequently. I, I meet so many people that I never thought that there would be some type of correlation there and ways that there's industries that, that I produce podcasts for that I, it never occurred to me. And they actually came to me and said, no, there's a benefit here. And let me know, let me show you why. Oh, that's a chance for me to learn inside of my own industry from somebody who's outside of the industry. And you just never know where that information is going to come from. Also, uh, well, you had brought it up about somebody calling you and, and asking about choosing between Boise or Council Bluffs. Uh, a community relocation guide, that's in the works? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we have the one we're doing in-house right now. We're winding that up and it's going to print and it'll be available here very soon. Uh, but we're really excited this next year, um, starting already, we're under contract with Livability to do our community relocation guide um, starting in 2023. And then subsequent years, we have a contract for three years with them. What that brings is they're skilled in this. This is what they do. Um, they're based on talent attraction and retention. They're based on doing these relocation guides and showcasing a community. They come and take pictures. They write at copy. They take... They they do ads so people in our community can get their brand out there. It's about 70% copy, 30% sales. So yes, they're going to be coming around and uh, asking for some ad sales and such uh, from some of our members. So if you hear a call or get a letter or something from Livability, it is legitimate. But we're really excited about the opportunity. I've worked with them in my previous life at the Ames Chamber, and we've seen the success that they can have in not only helping tell the story in hard copy, paper copy, which is great for offices and others using those to pass out, but it's also very helpful with their online presence and It'll allow us not only to use those online pieces, but the photos that they take as well, which are very high quality and, and very nice uh, for a lot of our publications that we're going to be doing going forward. I'm guessing that a lot of us are going to be learning things about the area that we probably didn't even know that they're going to go find out about. And that's the thing, one of the things I'm very excited about. In talking to some of our partners, we knew there was more we could do with that publication, but it's just we had capacity limitations. We have you know one person that's really overseeing that, and it just wasn't, they don't have the capacity and the willpower and the all the resources that livability has. So they can write these stories. They can go interview the mayor and Brenda Mainwaring and the chair of the supervisors and Dr. Kinney and all the hospitals and all the key stakeholders throughout the community and really tell a story about the community, which I'm super excited about because there's really is, as we talked about earlier, a really good story to tell for this community and just seeing what the trajectory is and what it's going to look like in 10 years should make us all excited. Lots of great things coming up in 2023. Anything we missed? Uh, the only thing I wanted to mention is along the lines of the cooperation that Dave talked about earlier is we're really excited to Mark Ekman and Emma uh, from the CVB came to us at the end of last year, and they have a very successful outreach uh, for their CVB, their convention and visitors uh, business at 5.2 million, I believe is the impressions they made last time. They came to us and we're actually now going to include relocation information. So Alicia and Emma are working together to have a landing page for all about relocation and what it looks like to not only visit Council Bluffs, but live here. So as they do those outreaches, people can look for that as well. And I think that's going to be an excellent resource. And we thank Mark and his crew uh, for allowing us to do that. And it's a great collaboration between the CVB and the resources they have in us. And then obviously reflects very well on the city who kind of supports us both. 
as we are recording this, we're in the first half of January. Coming up uh, towards the end of January, we want to mention that that uh, annual meeting and small business showcase is uh, still, and, and I think there's probably still room to get some more people in, is there not? There is. We're in the arena, so we have lots of room. Um, so yeah, if you haven't had a chance to register, hop on our event calendar and register for the event on the 26th. Uh, we have a really good speaker coming in, and we're really excited about the energy and just getting everyone together uh, to celebrate our community and what the, the exciting things we have to look forward to. Dave Zimmerman, incoming chair of the Council Bluffs Area Chamber of Commerce and market president at Avela Bank. And Drew Camp, president and CEO of the CB Chamber. Thank you both for being with us today on Chamber Chat. Dan, we thank you for listening. New episodes are released each month. So until next time, take care.